0: Welcome to Movement is My Constant. In this podcast, I invite movement researchers to share their embodied knowledge through open conversations as inspiration for organizations and leaders to
1: design the future of work. The more we actually understand the resiliency that we can develop for ourselves, body and health, then um, we will also be able to uh, feel much more stable, mobile, agile in our surroundings, in our relationships, ultimately with ourselves, yeah.
0: For this episode, I am exploring a new format in a series centered on resiliency and what role movement plays in it. My guest today is Melanie Gensler, with whom I am collaborating for this series. Melanie is a health practitioner and embodied educator who is currently developing her own research on the current health paradigm. She believes care and healing come from an approach that respects the many different aspects of who we are and for it considers science and alternative practices, as well as sports and nutrition. Movement is to her the plasticity that allows to integrate all of this. She is currently offering health support through her programs, which she will be telling us more about. As I start this series with Melanie, we mark this episode today as the pilot, so you have a chance to get to know us as we chat lightly and openly about how we met and what is coming up in the show.
1: Welcome, Melanie. Anna, thank you so much for a very lovely introduction. You're very welcome.
0: It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank and you. Um, I think uh, maybe we can start talking about the moment we met, just mm. to
1: um, warm up. A very funny moment, yeah, yeah. Vulnerable moment, yes. I would say for myself. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, at the
1: Lululemon uh, Vision and Intention event, or Vision and Goals vision. event. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. At the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm,
0: yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. And and um, it was really interesting. Uh, they were providing some really great exercises and questions for us to dive deeper into achieving our right our our vision and our goals and. Um, and that's where I uh, decided to also take the opportunity to share where I felt I was going. And I was very grateful when you came afterwards uh, to chat more and exchange contact information to yeah get to know each other a little bit more. Yeah, yeah mm. it was
0: incredible. I saw Melanie on stage uh, and uh, the moment you showed up and when you started talking about, yes, I wanted to... Uh, that you, you were really showing your vision about being in the Indian on stage. You even mentioned a TED talk, if I remember well. Um, and then I saw, wow, that's really inspired. It's inspiring. I was really touched uh, by the energy. And then I remember I was with a friend then, and I was like, I need to talk to that girl. <laughs> And there you were with your friends i was like mm. hey <laughs> so that was a that was really like a, a very important moment and then from then on we just uh kept in touch and just continued
1: yeah i think it was pretty shortly after we like totally yep. took action on uh see, getting yeah see meeting and getting exactly. to know each other etc yeah exactly. that's so true exactly yeah. and the interesting part is i mean we are still building our own
0: projects and everything but we, are, we also met at the same sort of moment in the sense of building something. We were both building uh, new ideas and uh, ways of working and just, yeah, we were both in this very brainstormish uh, period of our life, but also, of course, worried with business, etc. So there was all this commotion. So we kind of our relationship, like as we get to know each other, it's also about sharing these worries and these thoughts about being an entrepreneur in this health, uh, like, field and also what do we identify ourselves with, right? Like mm.
1: I think the, the biggest, on, if I would add something to that, I, is just the um, consistency and the uh, really intentional action that we are taking as well that I think most it, I, I would I can only speak of course for myself but uh, that I felt I really needed someone with me on that mm-hmm. game plan and you know one thing is having conversations but it's that doing um, really that intentional action that ends up changing the whole uh implementation process of your vision and goals, right?
0: Exactly exactly. So I think you're referring to our uh, like we, we implemented daily uh, check-ins and even on uh, moments where you know we didn't meet each other, we were always online uh, just okay let's let's plan this So every day we say hello, we just check how we are, etc. And that really helped us to, yeah, be accountable for uh, and also share our knowledge and insights and to support each other. So we are coming from different backgrounds, of course, Um, which kind of uh, is bringing me to, uh, yeah, wanting to know a little bit more about you for our listeners. Uh, You were born in Germany and raised in the U.S. So
1: I was actually born in the US, Yeah, 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 but um, not raised in Germany. I was born and raised in the US, but my family is fully German. So my parents met there, stayed there. They're now no longer there, but Mm -hmm. I have family in the US as well. But family both sides, fully German. Fully German, Mm -hmm. okay.
0: And how was it to be a German in the US or maybe you were more you more American or North American
1: No, I was raised very German very mm-hmm. international um, at nine years of age I already went to international school okay <clears throat> so before uh, I was nine I definitely felt very different than mm-hmm. the rest it was very normal for me to feel different okay um, because of that experience because you know we spoke a different language at home and so oh, okay um, and then once I was at the international school, it became more of a norm to be different. Uh, but it, no, I definitely uh, grew up with German traditions, always speaking. It was very strange if we would speak English at home. That really wouldn't be the case unless we had a guest, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, and I otherwise, so then I did my bachelor's in Germany. That's when I started, when I was 18, I moved out of the US, out of the house, did my university. In Germany, um, in nutrition research um, or in nutrition, very specialized in research, going in that direction. And then I moved to uh, Curacao um, in the Caribbean, mm. so Netherlands Antilles, for six months. It was supposed to be a year, but we shortened it. Um, it was together with my boyfriend. And then I moved to Rotterdam. So I had moved, had lived already in the Netherlands prior to now this time. And then um, moved back to Germany, um, then moved to Dubai, I've lived in Dubai as well, and then after Dubai um, in the U.S., I did my registered dietitian, specialized in functional medicine, then really going into, and also did my yoga training with, with uh, incorporating Chinese medicine, and then um, three years ago, moved to uh, the Netherlands again. Wow. wow. That's a lot of traveling. <laughs> the
0: way you put it, it just sounds such a short moments right? right. Like, and then I went here. You yeah, know, went I there. went there. <laughs> but I can't imagine the impact it has, like on yourself, on your life, right. on your choices. Of course, you know, like all that movement, it really impacts yes. the way you yes. develop yourself. Of course. Uh, is there a moment in time between all that that? It was like, you know, pivotal or it really set it up, the foundation. And sometimes it's not necessarily the positives, right? Sometimes also negative things. But I don't know, things that really helped you shift perception
1: or, you know, uh, gain a deeper knowledge about yourself. I think with every move, especially a country move, Mm -hmm. you end up shifting a whole perception. So every single move I had and... I think it was uh, six or it was four moves within six years or wow. something like that where or the even the other way around, I would have to now think back to it, but it was I moved quite a bit um, okay. and every single and i I think I really actually needed a continuous perception shift okay um, I was not ready to ground, it was really, again, discovering a different part of myself, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would really look at it that way now, that mm-hmm. we're openly talking about it, and, and, and on a deeper level, I would actually very much look at it that way, that it was really getting the opportunity to move, literally and figuratively, with myself, in all, the dis- all these different ways in these different countries.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because sometimes when I hear stories of people who
1: move a lot in the sense of
0: mm. living here and there, the conclusion or the one of the triggers is, oh, I've I've been traveling too much or I moved so much that I didn't have a ground, right? Mm-hmm. And in this case, you're saying, you no, know, the movement, if I understood it well, the movement and uh, this continuous, you know, shift was important for me to gain you know maybe new access to my perception or to you know new influences of course so it's it's an interesting way to
1: see it That's yeah i think it's um I, I think there's a difference in consciousness there that you are tapping mm-hmm. into mm, okay one is a little bit less conscious than the other mm-hmm. and also i think you can only come to certain conclusions when you reflect back Mm. Well, yes, it's. It wasn't at that time. I didn't realize that it was re- really, me getting to know these different parts of myself mm-hmm. um, until now. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that uh, a year and a half ago because a year and a half ago I was still feeling not grounded. Yeah, because I mean, getting into all these different parts of yourselves usually it needs or requires probably a less grounded place. It's, it's difficult, I, I think, you have to really understand and know what grounded is, groundedness is to then go back to these different parts, right? Mm-hmm. One, first you go into these different parts in a less grounded way and then most likely if you understand the meaning and the, the importance and the purposefulness you can find from a place of groundedness you will actually go back again through these different parts understand these different parts in a whole new phase new level with uh coming from a place of groundedness yeah
0: yeah yeah it's very interesting i feel like we're already like diving into uh the the types of conversations we normally have and <laughs> and it's funny because with you i learned uh much better how to define being grounded and all the what what that all entails and the work that is behind it but it's interesting what you tap into is the retrospective part of our lives like we 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 should do those cycles more often and not just wait for retirement or you know old age that when we are Quiet and calm. Like retrospective moments should happen so often in our lives for us to really understand, okay, what has happened. It's not so much to prevent or to make sure that we have control over things, it's just to understand how these affect us uh, in our body, in our health journeys, in our lives, essentially.
1: Mm. And I, I would uh, say, um, the way that you, you're describing mindfulness, it's, mm-hmm. you're describing that mind-body connection, yeah we can move our bodies all these different places but once we actually uh, connect our minds to it from a place of mindfulness it, it complete, it's a completely different experience yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: I I confess that until I completely embodied this Mm, knowledge, mm, mm. I could understand it from a very rational sense, from a very, you know, yeah, I get it. But until you really integrate it within yourself, uh, you won't
1: fully Mm, comprehend it.
0: You won't be able to uh, understand it. So uh, I'd be curious also tapping into this retrospective and like, you know, all those places, where was it that you felt your truest self like uh even if you were not you know like uh, not yet in that retrospective moment back then but you know those places where you feel like yes this is my true self every
1: single place i felt i was, I was <laughs> again wonderful. my true self mm-hmm. yeah no no i right. was i think that is something i am very grateful for that although those were years definitely of turmoil so the of course puberty is already quite confusing when we go into it really under under, underestimate sometimes that confusion or i think it's now these last few years that we're finally bringing more light to it but when we leave our place of right our, our family home especially then also moving into a different country even though it's your roots and your culture you you start on this new yeah adventure experience exploration of yourself and um yeah i still always felt connected to myself on a deeper level and it i would honestly say it's because i grew up with a literal movement always Mm -hmm. so therefore it was always a part of me i always had so i mean i I grew up playing sports, dance, gymnastics, swimming, you know, it was, it was, it was both a feminine expression and a masculine expression. A masculine was the competition, feminine was the, 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 the more artistic way of movement. And so that was always with me in these turmoil years. And I think therefore, um, yeah, now reflecting back on it, I always felt, no, I'm, 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 This feels turmoil, but this is my true self. (laughs) This is is where I'm at. This is me. This is me. This is just me. And I mean, you'll you'll know some of my closest friends. Especially, I think the more that I built my consciousness, my mindfulness uh, 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 qualities, my mindful qualities, that it would be a week by week, and I'd be like, I had a new realization. This is my true self. no, you know, like really being a chameleon? No, this is my truth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. it was really interesting. Okay. So yeah. I was really in this, yeah. Yeah, anyway.
0: pace, pace, pace. pace. Um, how did you get to uh, access, uh, were you really in that conscious level of understanding how to verbalize that? Oh, this is me, this is true to me, this is... Did you have that then? Because I have the feeling that only now I'm accessing those tools, but it could be context, it could be, you know... Uh, growing up in a certain, with certain uh, uh, how do you say it having certain
1: things available to you or not mm, yeah by no means was it the same level I mean to yeah. what it is yeah. today yeah uh, I do think, though, already 10 years ago, when uh, the biggest significant event happened within shifts in my family, Mm -hmm. where it was a wake-up call, a wake-up to the world, to the society, to what's going on, that therefore developed quite early on this sense of, okay, who am I and this is who I am, and make sure to know and, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's been, yeah, the 10 years, and. With my project now integrative health guide, it really i refer back to those ten years exactly. because it really it really was those ten years this yeah the last ten years ten years ago where it started mm-hmm. yeah
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I remember you did mention you've been working Mm. for the past so integration
1: started 10 years ago probably exactly exactly. you
0: always need that moment of like wake up call and just to reflect again on whatever you have been doing so far Mm. and what choices you want to continue I mean you could Mm. have gone to a different
1: Right? Yeah. Completely different. Completely yeah. different. And that's, again, I'm so grateful how connected I am to my body. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, having, that's where sports and movement at a young age is so important because you really develop that connection, that mind body connection. And um, that will bring you to a place of
0: mm-hmm.
1: knowing yourself, I think, more quickly in a less. Hurting yourself way than those that might have not had had that. Yeah,
0: it's interesting that you just tapped now into it because <laughs> uh, if I go back also to my teen years or my really younger years where I was also into competition and sports and uh, and you just mentioned this competitive side of us that is just maybe you know more masculine, more you know go for it, having a, an achievement. Uh, I didn't have so much like if competition is very present in your life i didn't have so much the other side of like expression was natural to me but not again the reflective side like i was just gaining information in my tissue in my body Mm -hmm. and organs and whatnot for now having this conversation Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. back then it was just right it was just i don't know physical skills you were getting or just Information you are building on your body mm-hmm. to now tap into this uh, process of discovery, I guess mm-hmm. um, so well, yeah, I guess I just wanted to make a comment there of When you are at a young age, you're just collecting you're just imprinting things in your body and I wonder if uh, You mm-hmm. need a, a sort of a support into those activities for the reflection, or for the, you know, why are you...? I,
1: I mean, I think once we children start noticing that uh, a boy is different from a girl, is the moment that they they have awareness around body, and mm-hmm. of course, or differences. And um, of course, my mindfulness in regards to the interpretation of what movements are and what they can be, and, Util like um, utilizing movements for personal development or for um, being more um, true in my uh, relationships, etc. That's one thing, but um, I very quickly was aware that my body was different than other people's bodies, and uh, I would have loved um, more of a mentor or support in developing that in a healthy way because it definitely went the unhealthy way. Okay. Because I, what I thought, right, it's that standardized, you're looking at um, magazines or movies or, you know, it's, um, thank God I didn't have social media, but seriously, but media yeah. in general, you're like, oh, this is how my body's supposed to look? I look different than that. So there's already immediately a mindfulness happening. Yeah immediately exactly. on a very low vibrational level but regardless mm-hmm. definitely support needs to be there and that's one of the services that I actually offered mm-hmm. um, back in the US um, working with girls of age seven because it's usually around age seven like oh you're a boy and you do different your body is different you do different things like really bringing more awareness to that yeah. um, we have to be different when we play together etc or uh, yeah, and um, yeah, I was a mentor for a young girl there, and um, yeah, just being that extra support to talk about things and um, yeah, just be open. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Guide.
0: Yeah. It's wonderful that you can bring that your own experience to uh, somebody else and yeah, guide them through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this kind of taps, taps into your um, early years of integration. Mm-hmm. So on, on whatever uh, level you come from, subconscious or conscious, the choices you make, the things you decide on that moment, it's all about uh, integration. You're already kind of naturally doing it. Um, and this is what everybody already does. Everybody already knows how to do this. Uh, the difference is really what choices can we make to make that integration process support our self-development, self-education, make uh, us our grow, bodies, our, our, our bodies. I I liked, I've recently tapped into this word word um, potent self, which I really didn't mm. understand when I read it, but then I started uh, comprehending mm. it better. Mm-hmm. You can achieve a certain potential, mm. and I love it because then that is aim like that is intention for me at mm-hmm. least and there's so much you can do
1: like some ongoing work. but potency as well is aliveness within the body mm-hmm. yes exactly
0: from an enge- energetic uh from activity. a fit yeah
1: energetic but also physical physical physiologic, like health
0: yeah exactly so uh perhaps you want to talk a little bit about the integrative health guide uh
1: Yeah, I would love to. Thank you. Um, Ultimately, the Integrative Health Guide is an educational platform where I'm providing self-help health toolboxes through educational and mentorship programs. So I've really noticed uh, that through having that extra support um, by talking to someone, being a part of a group or a community, so that education and that's mentorship support, but together with also actually having a toolbox to create together with that support, but also refer back to when the support is no longer there is what that platform is about. Um, and it is based off of a concept that I'm really now diving deeper to um, Get the nitty-gritty details uh, in the communication to my educate to my clients, and that is the integration process. Mm-hmm. So the goal is to f- really create, through the integration process, a foundation within health, building resilience, um, and really gaining those qualities or bringing alive the qualities of stability, mobility, and agility. Um, when you are navigating your body, health advice, medical advice. So, um, yeah, it's... um, Yeah, I really noticed to what extent individuals are feeling helpless and hopeless. Of course, I would say even more so now with the corona um, uh, situation and that the more we actually understand the resiliency that we can develop for ourselves body and health then um we will also be able to uh feel much more stable mobile agile in our surroundings in our relationships ultimately with ourselves yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i uh so this is essentially like um an introduction to what we will be tapping into more detail on the coming episodes uh, but I would like also to add uh, something here uh, in your uh, on what you just explained you have mentioned a few times already and you, the health paradigm and I would like you to maybe just give an introduction about what you yeah
1: what is that what is this health paradigm So, we, within health advice and medical advice, uh, because of various factors, I would say, first and foremost, the concept of time, Um, it's hard to really educate and really get the message across what really health is all about. Um, Furthermore, with the health trends of the last 20 years, there's always that quick fix that we want, the, um, the, the the easy solutions, but it's actually much more systematic and a bigger picture than that. And that is actually what the health paradigm is. It shows you all the different um, fields, all the different areas of health or that you can do and work with in order to actually have a positive effect on your health. So... There is, within the health paradigm, you have relationships and community that you can work with to make sure that there's strong foundation there. Um, there's the mindset that you're really coming from a more positive place, or a more grounded place, I would say. Sometimes positivity is also um, over overdone uh, because it's that feel-good, but no, it's actually what is more the realistic, the groundedness in that mindset because the truth of life is that it's not always feel-good. Then your environment, that actually we notice we feel healthier in certain environments, so outside versus inside possibly, or now um, with corona maybe we feel better inside versus outside. Depends of course on the individual, then nutrition and hydration that we all very much know. Um, movement and exercise, of course, Um, sleep and relaxation. We really sometimes underestimate the value of relax and rest. Mm -hmm. And relax and rest is not being lazy, but it's actually proactively getting into that state of quote-unquote yeah, physiological calmness. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe something that one can connect that with is when you're in the park going on a walk, right? And you hear the birds chirping, it's a beautiful sunny day. That is a proactive, relaxed state. Mm -hmm. Then trauma as well. So trauma being that actually there's something that you, a significant event that you went through that is now within your body and is reoccurring therefore. So it's very connected of course to the, the mental, emotional part. And then lastly, microorganisms, so viruses, bacteria. So those are the different areas of health that we actually have the choice, the power to choose where we are ready to work with. Mm -hmm. It's not just one. And that is, I think, for myself and for many clients that I've worked with, it's it's um, frustrating if you only think, oh, it's only nutrition to improve your health right right If there's certain chronic illnesses, the first thing that you do maybe is um, they recommend, I should say is changing your nutrition but the the truth is there's a lot more that you can do. If it's not food that you can change, don't worry. Yeah. There's always there's always an open door somewhere mm. and that's what I find so great with this paradigm. It's very hopeful.
0: Mm. Yeah, 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 and I would like to add there, uh, it's hopeful and it's human centric. So, my background in design has uh, led me to tap into this human centeredness, and everything when you design a service, when you design a product, mm. having this uh, in mind really shifts, at least to my view, shifts all the elements that are around you. Like what you just said, if health is at uh, somewhat in the center, you have all these. Uh, you know areas around it that can sh- change uh, the individual to improvement, but I think it also adds the prevention aspect because we kind of live in a society that we are geared towards the. Um, like the care post, uh, it's, so the, the opposite of prevention would be...
1: Acute care. Acute
0: care. So uh, if something is happening, I need to fix it. Mm-hmm. And we never think about, okay, but what could I do to prevent it, mm-hmm. right? And having that paradigm in, in mind, it's just completely, you it's know...
1: Whole toolbox. Whole,
0: exactly, <laughs> right? And that's, I, well, that's what I also know you are uh, working with, creating this toolbox, mm. which is... Uh,
1: Yeah, I think just to briefly uh, mention there, to add to the toolbox and what um, Integrative Health Guide is also very much about is not overloading because the information, the health information, because that's just always again and again, right? I just mentioned eight different areas of health. Well, the toolbox is there to first and foremost take you into account how is it best that you actually learn? and integrate different edu- uh, knowledge. Some people learn uh, best with auditor- auditory information. Others really need the proactive exercises. Others need to just verbalize and talk through things and they learn best that way. So it's really also, yeah, making sure to, yeah, it's a great uh, overload, it can be an overload of tools. So, mm-hmm. you know, take us. make sure to take a step at a time. Exactly.
0: It. And so here I want to bring in uh, what would be the aims for this collaboration. So uh, again, what brought us together was this common sense or common uh, passion also about movement. And then we, we realized that we needed to tap into what that meant for each one of us because we were talking the same things. And uh, the idea is indeed to create these episodes that will come after this pilot uh, surrounding this paradigm, surrounding the Integrative Health Guide, uh, what movement brings. And now that you just uh, tapped into this very specific, all those tools, um, I wanted to introduce indeed the first episode of the series about journeys. Because it feels to me like uh, what you were saying, oh, it's overwhelming. Uh, we need to start, uh, you know, from what makes sense to us at the moment where we are. So journeys are extremely important to know where you are at the moment 100%. where you want to be. Uh, and it's about creating relatable uh, stories. Uh, and so, yeah, that would be our first episode to, to start diving into what is this, uh, what is your work, what are you doing, and how this, uh, yeah, the importance, of course, of movement. Um, so we'll make space to dive very much deeper into all those uh, tools and concepts. Mm-hmm. Um and we will be diving as well on the next episodes. We, will, we mentioned about, uh, or you tapped into your, the skill sets that you want to develop during your, um, uh, yeah, in the integration process. There was the stability, mobility, and agility. But I don't know if you want to add something uh, there uh, because yes, there are, there are skills. But we will tap them in different episodes. So I was wondering if you wanted to add something there, like.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, it's. I think the the most important part with those skills is that what you had mentioned is that developing that practicing, and so with the integration in connection with the integration process, as we are developing and practicing those skills, we really get to uh, see from a personal. perspective perspective what and how it works best for us so exploring discovering accepting that this is how we are and then really empowering our, our weaknesses or our strengths with that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. great and it's all about that yeah that beautiful practice and developing um where, where, where we are currently at
0: i am very excited for the coming uh, <laughs> journey mm-hmm. uh, for the coming episodes um, is there something you would like to share now to our listeners to check so of course you have your Instagram account that you are just uh, yeah, now building it's beautiful to see how, the way you're doing it's super structured I'm really inspired and so you have videos there, you know, uploading. Yeah, so
1: um, on the social, the so the Instagram account is really just a lovely way to um, connect to what am I educating on, what um am, what can you expect working in these uh, or w- before you jump on to one of the programs. So I'm really um, always giving some personal insight on the. Um, uh, on the Instagram page specifically specifically to uh, different chapters, different topics. So right now I'm really uh, starting with integrative. What does it even mean to be integrative? And then um, it will we will go deeper into health, we'll go into relationships, We'll also go into different aspects of the health paradigm. So it's a nice the specifically the Instagram page at this moment will be a nice, place to always refer back to if you want to already get a little bit of a teaser what the programs are uh, touching on and then the facebook page is um, so also integrative health guide where you will um, be able to more proactively um, uh, hop on a call with me uh, book a, there you have access to my bookings Um, and schedule just a conversation um, in getting to know a little bit more what the possibilities are with the educational and the mentorship program. Thank you for asking.
0: Yeah, sure. (laughs) So make sure to Instagram, uh, Integrative Health Guide, as well as on the Facebook, um, Integrative Health Guide. And uh, we will be soon back with uh, the new uh, episodes. Thank you so much, Melanie, for taking this project
1: with me. I am excited as well. (laughs)